0: Amen. Amen. Well, today is Vision Sunday, as I've just said. And what is Vision Sunday all about? Well, vision is all about seeing, isn't it? It's what we can see. And so Vision Sunday is an opportunity to look, to look back at the last year and to see all that God has done and to celebrate and give thanks for that. And it's a chance to look ahead at the coming year. And what God might be leading us into. And I love Vision Sundays because I love getting excited about things in the future. Um, Is anyone else here excited that spring might be coming? The colder weather will one day go away. There will be a day when we can wear shorts again. I know that day is today for Dave. um, But for the rest of us, a day is coming when we can wear shorts again. And that is good news. It's exciting, isn't it, to look forward to things. And it brings joy to the present. So I love Vision Sunday. Um, but I love just to begin by inviting Marianne up and Bruno up and uh, Jill as well. And they're just going to share um, sort of some celebration points, I guess, um, through different ministries in the church. So Marianne, do you want to come first? And um, she's going to share a little bit about the children's ministry on a Sunday this last year. So, for those who might not know, how does the children's I mean, we just see them go off? What do they do? Where do they go on a Sunday?
1: Okay, so we have two groups. We have uh, sparklers and blast off. And previously, they were joined together as one group because um, the number of children and the number of adults. But now we have two groups, so that's really exciting because it's really supported those children. Because before, it was like the younger children were just helping their. Uh, helped by their big brothers and sisters so it's really nice that they've got two different groups and we go off and each group has um, a time of re- uh, the bible so it might be through a video a story acting it out um, then we come to a craft that's based around the activity the bible story and we'll have prayer Um, and sparklers we came to realize really that it was a long session and what we were doing was making them sit down and do something for an hour which they'd never do otherwise in their life so we've made um, really kindly people have donated and we've got together some resources for sparklers in particular that they can do some play-based activities around um, the bible story as well Um, and then we have time obviously of, of prayer and it's really special time of prayer actually they were healing, praying for healing, actually. So there you go.
0: Wonderful. Look forward to inviting them to come into the adult space and pray for us for healing uh, this year. That would be something really cool to do. But um, uh, any particular celebration points for you from this year?
1: Um, I think it's actually almost when I come in in the mornings, actually, and I'm helping out with other things, not necessarily children, um, children's shirts, but the children come to me and they're like, what are we learning this week? What are we What are we doing this week? It's their excitement and their joy and their anticipation of going on to learn more about Jesus. And their friendships and their bonds has just been amazing. And also the adults, sorry, because we've really grown that team and it's been really special to see that as well.
0: Awesome. Um, and any particular hopes and dreams for the future?
1: So we're starting to even think what's on our minds is there's more children coming. So it's about how we're going to um, split the groups again grow the groups again how we're gonna get more team involved obviously we've got new staff starting so that's very exciting um and that's just what we're looking for more growth in the children and then being really central um to what happens here at HT and what happens in Forest Hill and Sydney. because we want to see reaching out into the community for children as well that's really important connecting with our school all of those things bringing people in and bringing families and children right here
0: Brilliant. Let's give that a clap. Thank you. Bruno? So just give us a little glimpse as to what the youth have been up to this year.
2: I mean, I think toasties and videos says it all, but it's been absolutely fantastic. We've had some absolutely, sort of amazingly interesting, but also some absolutely hilarious conversations about sort of, you know, know, what gift would you want from the Holy Spirit transcending into conversations about superpowers, and we've had all sorts of weird and wonderful things, and I think it's just been absolutely fascinating and brilliant to see the uh, young people coming back week on week on week. And I think when we started the programme in October, we had sort of, you know, know, middling expectations about the kind of level of regularity that we'd be able to kind of run it on. And it's been fantastic. We've been so lucky to have, you know, such a kind of lively and interesting group um, of kind of regulars and we've been, and I've been, the thing I've been most kind of uh, heartened by is just like how welcoming they are to anyone new. So we've had, you know, a couple of kind of young people have been, have dropped in over over the weeks and like, the youth we've got have just been so kind of welcoming and so kind of open and, and it's been absolutely fantastic so it's been great to see them like sharing in fellowship but also kind of just like having a lot of fun um in the conversations so.
0: great so any other encouragements or hopes and dreams for this year
2: um i think it's just that we sort of obviously we'd love to have sort of more uh, regu- yeah, regular regular uh, youth um coming to join but i think one you know real market is that when we, as I say, when we started the program in October, I don't think we'd ever have had the idea that by the February the following year we'd be having a youth night to sort of, you know, celebrate or you know, celebrate what we've done and kind of like, you know, say thanks to the uh, to say thanks to the group and have the opportunity to have a bit of fun. So yeah, it's absolutely brilliant that we have such a strong foundation to build from.
0: Fantastic. Let's give that a clap. Thank you, Bruno. Jill. So. Jill's daughter Louise has been heading up the community cafe um, this year and Jill's just going to share something on that. So for those who might not know what the community cafe is or how it works, how does it work?
3: Um, Well, we've set it up in the back rooms and it looks lovely, actually. It's it's like a proper little cafe. Um, We do it on Wednesdays and we open from 1 until 4. And it's for people to drop in, right, to have a free meal in the warm. Um, and that's what it was set up for. We have a screen that shows all what the church is doing. It just sort of plays, doesn't say anything. It just shows what um, the church is at, um, and and that's how it that's how it's structured. And then, of course, we have the food.
0: Fantastic. Um, so, what are you celebrating um, about the community cafe?
3: Well, God's been really good because. Um, we've had our problems, right? Nothing to do with the food and the people, but everything to do with the powers being cut off twice, the heating hasn't worked. One day the the, the ovens were on the blink. We've had a little bit of a problem with four-legged things. And and so it's been really great that that it has happened. And we've had a fair amount of hassle and stress until one o'clock. And at one o'clock, everything's calm and it all works beautifully. So it's been a real blessing. So that's how that split's worked. Um, And what we also need to celebrate is that everybody who's come, and they've come, there's some from here, we've got a brilliant team, but there's some from here, but everybody who's come has felt comfortable. And and that means a lot because there's quite a few people that don't normally step over the threshold into a church at all. Um, But we've had people, and there's one person who's got a lot of needs, and she says, this is the only place where she feels comfortable. And that's meant a lot.
0: Wonderful. And um, as I've chatted with the team, I know there's been um, some really exciting conversations around faith and Jesus as well in that place. So it's been a kind of lovely hub for that. So, Jill, what would be kind of hopes and dreams of the future? I know this is only a temporary thing, but if we were to develop this sort of work, what would that look like?
3: Well, we set out, Louise. it was on Louise's heart, this problem about the heating and eating and having to choose between the two, um, that's why it was set up, but it, we found that it met a need that we didn't spot, and the need, it was It was as much, if not more, for a need for community, for com- company, and for, a, you know, an antidote to loneliness, and that's what we've learned so much about, that that's what it's for. People have, the people who've come have stayed. They, you know, we get new people in on a regular basis, but they stay. And, and we don't want to lose it. You know, somehow, we've seen that there's a need that's, that's way beyond the, um, the crisis, you know, the, um, that side of the things. There's a need for people. And, and we want to build on it. And it's a way of finding how we can work with these people to to still stay in contact and to still build them up. And so they find their own way to God.
0: Thank you, Jill. Thanks for sharing. Why don't we give that a clap? The community cafe. So lots of wonderful things happening this year. That is just a mere snapshot of what God has been doing. So as we now... Turn in a different direction and look ahead to 2023. What is the vision? Um, And as I was praying towards today, I felt led to these famous words of Jesus in Matthew 5, uh, 14 to 15, uh, which is a call to action, or 13 to 15, I should say. And um, it's going to come up on the screen, and Jesus says this, You are the salt of the earth. We live in a society, you don't need me to tell you, that can feel a bit dark at at times with some of the challenges that we face. Uh, Cost of living crisis, mental health and anxiety at record levels, the aftermath of COVID, climate change uh, in our city here in London, uh, challenges around gang culture, poverty. Uh, So my mother-in-law works for a food bank uh, over in Clapham, and she says the Uh, desperation and demand for the food bank over the last few years has just risen and risen. Uh, We've seen loneliness, um, as Jill's just talked about, uh, there's depression and security around, the impact of social media on all of us, but particularly our young people and how to navigate that. Uh, Many, many people dealing with enormous pressure and expectation on them in life. And whichever way you look, there is challenge. But I think that at times that feel the darkest, actually that's when the church is invited to shine the brightest. And we really, at this moment in time, have two options. We have the option to retreat into a bubble, retreat into comfort, and kind of pretend that it's not happening. Or we have the other option is to advance and to step forward to make a difference. And I believe this year Jesus is inviting us with these words, to step forward. It's a call to action to advance with the light of the kingdom, the hope of the kingdom, bringing heaven to earth. In crisis moments throughout history, when the church chose to step forward, uh, beautiful things took place, whether that's in pandemics or through wars or through periods of poverty. And transformation in God's kingdom came actually in and through those Moments. So Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. What is salt? Salt is a change agent. It makes um, something better. It brings preservation. If you go to a restaurant in town, uh, the main reason why it tastes so much better than you're cooking at home is because the amount of salt that they put in it. Salt makes things taste better. And Jesus is saying that we are to be like that amongst others. We're to make life taste better by uh, how we are and who we are. And part of our ability to make life taste better is to have the presence of God living in us and to live out this life of Jesus. That's why he says, uh, if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? We're to have something that makes a difference in people's lives. And then he goes on and says, you are the light of the world. And when he um, uses that word you, it's the second person plural. Um, And so it means that it's not any one of us doing this, but together we are a light. Together we make a difference. We all have a gift to bring. We all have a part to play in this. It's the plural word for you. And then in the word light, it comes from the Greek word photos, where we get the word photosynthesis. And so we're to bring light that brings light life. Just as the sun brings life and growth and health to a plant, our presence as a church is to bring life in our local community here in Sydenham and Forest Hill. And Jesus says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives everyone, uh, to everyone in the house. And in homes at Jesus' time, obviously this is way before electricity, in the evenings the custom would have been to light a candle and then to place it in a strategic place in the room on a stand to give maximum light to that room. And that's where we are to be as a church, not hidden away, not enclosed, not just for ourselves, but be a light to our local community. And I believe for us, particularly this year, Jesus is saying, Let your light shine like a city on a hill or a lamp in the room. It's time to advance and not retreat and that the light of the kingdom of God invade the darkness to bring the love, joy, peace, hope, healing and transformation of Jesus into the world. And as we do that, we'll have the privilege of seeing lives changed. So that is the big picture vision for this year, to be a hub of kingdom light in Sydenham and Forest Hill. But there are three kind of specific areas that um, we feel led to see this play out. So if we could just bring that on the screen now. Um, three specific areas we want to see develop. Worship, I mean our song worship together, our families ministry, and then compassion ministry. So I'm just going to talk through those um, and what they look like. I apologize if this is quite information heavy, um, but hopefully it paints a picture of where we're going. So, sung worship is at the center of all we do at HT. Time and time again, the scriptures encourage us to be a people of worship and who take worship seriously. Psalm 95, come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come let us bow down In worship, let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And we worship as a response to who God is and all he's done in our lives. And it's often through worship that we encounter the presence of God and that we ourselves are transformed and changed to then have something to carry into a broken and hurting world. And we've been blessed Um, this year, particularly over the last six months, to have worship leaders from St. Peter's Broccoli, as we've got this morning, um, service uh, every week on a Sunday. And that partnership with St. Peter's has been such a blessing. Their generosity to us has been a wonderful thing. But this uh, arrangement was only kind of meant to be for a time. Uh, And so we are recruiting a new worship pastor, um, and that will be finalized this week. Um, And that's going to be a a two-day-a-week job. Um, And that person's role will be to develop worship leaders here at Holy Trinity, to develop an intergenerational worship team. So that means uh, all ages and stages involved, and to continue our journey of song worship, spirit-filled worship here at Holy Trinity. So we're employing a worship pastor and then alongside that, we're going to be developing our sound uh, system, our sound setup. So you might have noticed that the system here um, has served us well for a long time, but it's uh, on its last legs. And actually, one of the, it's only one of the speakers, I think it's that one, that actually works. The rest have gone. Um, and a lot of the mics are um, quite choppy, and so it's time for us to invest in a new system. Bad PA can be a distraction from meeting with God, as I'm sure we've probably all had that experience. Um, and so, in March, what we're going to do is we're going to have an installation of a new sound system so we can accommodate more musicians and to honor our new worship pastor when they arrive and to develop the worship ministry here. And that will also be to serve all the events that happen here uh, midweek and on Saturdays as well as um, on Sundays as we gather. And so today we have an opportunity to give a one-off gift, and that will be going towards setting up that new system. Um, and we're aiming for around £10,000 to get set up for that. Now, one of the questions that's been raised with the new system is where are we going to set it up? What are we gonna, where, where are we going to put it? And so we've kind of explored different options. We've got different quotes for things. We explored seeing if we can lower the stage here. Um, Unfortunately, the cost of doing that was just going to be too much. And so what are we going to do for a trial period is we're going to set up um, using this platform area here where the chairs currently go. And we're going to set up the speakers this side. I know that a few years ago, the church used to face this way anyway. So that's what we're going to be doing from March. But the thing is, what matters is not whether we face north, south, east or west. What matters is who we worship. Amen? And we worship in spirit and in truth. So that's going to be happening from March, just to let you know. We're going to be setting up a new kind of platform area here um, and uh, installing a new sound system to help us develop our sung worship um, on a Sunday and set us up for good community ministry midweek. And then families ministry. How are we going to develop that and what's the need? Uh, the 2018 parish census put 50% of our parish, that's just simply our local area, in the 18 to 44's age bracket and 21% of the parish uh, under 17. So that's 70% naught to 44 years old. So that means we are quite a youthful parish. We're quite a young um, area. And uh, you don't need me to tell you that, do you? You might just simply go out for a coffee and you'll probably notice a buggy somewhere on your route. And it means that we have a massive missional opportunity to make Jesus known among families in our local area. So one of the things that um, we've done this year is we've recruited a new children's pastor um, to head up our children's work both midweek and on a Sunday. Um, we've appointed a lady called Rachel Otterson. She'll be joining us in April, the 20th of April. She's currently a teacher working in Berkshire, and um, she's going to be joining us for three days a week uh, as a children's and families pastor. On Sundays, that will look like uh, setting vision and preparing session plans, supporting and encouraging and building our amazing set of volunteers uh, who run Sparklers and Blastoff, but also helping to implement new Sunday groups as well. And then midweek, that will look like overseeing things like satellites, uh, a toddler and baby group, uh, occasional Saturday family events as we seek to reach out in our local community. Uh, And just to say, she's not coming to do this on her own. She's coming to lead this and to inspire us with this. And so we've all got a part to play as we seek to reach out to families in our community and develop that ministry. And then finally, compassion ministry. Uh, The area in which we serve is an incredibly diverse area, and we know that there is a lot of practical and social needs, um, as kind of Jill touched on as she was sharing about the community cafe. Just one story, actually, from that cafe um, I heard was a lady who was full of joy having melted cheese with her jacket potato because she had been nervous about putting her oven on at home, and she'd avoided doing that at home so she could come here And she was so excited simply to have that hot meal. It just gives you a glimpse at the reality of life for some people uh, at the moment. I read some research recently from the London Poverty Profile, um, just this last year, 2022, that said that 22% of Londoners are living in poverty uh, after paying for housing costs. Uh, That figure goes up sadly to 39% in non-white households are living in poverty after housing costs. And then that figure goes up to 53% of single parents are living in poverty in London after paying for housing costs. And so something I sense God encouraging us into is to be a church that really is good news for the poor, calling us to make a difference in this area, to shine a light. And so as we interviewed Rachel we discovered that one of her passions is to serve those for whom life may be especially tough. And it really felt like a kind of God moment as this came together. And so Rachel's actually going to be coming to us full time. And for the remaining two days of her week, she'll be heading up community work uh, here in Sydney and Forest Hill. Um, what does that mean? What does what does community work mean? Um, it could be things like continuing The great work from the cafe and kind of continuing to run a cafe in some way, shape or form um, on a more permanent basis. It might be setting up a crisis debt centre and job club with Christians Against Poverty. Might be setting up a food bank or social supermarket. Maybe setting up a ministry for single parents here. Could be um, partnering with XLP, a local charity, to do more to combat knife crime and gang culture. It could be none of those things um, and other things come up, but there's just a few ideas to give you a glimpse of what may start this year. And so as we invite you to give today, uh, that giving will largely go to support staff so that we can enable these ministries to happen and we can begin to reach out more widely. So what's the plan? What's the plan? Um, there's a the next slide for this. Um, so the plan is that we are going to have a vision launch on the 23rd of April. It's a Sunday, Sunday, the 23rd of April. And um, really, from now until then and kind of the previous few months as well, we've been kind of building up to this. So Rachel joins us on the 20th. Uh, We'll have a new worship pastor um, by then as well. We might have um, others from St. Peter's Broccoli who come and join us. So that Sunday will really be a celebration Sunday and a commissioning Sunday and we can pray for us as a church, pray for Rachel um, and others as they begin these ministries. And we begin to step into a new season as a church. So that's a key date for your diary, the 23rd of April. We're going to have a vision launch where we can pray and we can celebrate this new season. And so what is the ask? What is the ask? Next slide. Um, there's three asks really um, today as we pursue this vision to be kingdom light in Sydenham and Forest Hill. And the first is this, to start giving regularly, to join the Holy Trinity Planned Giving Scheme. Uh, so currently, uh, about a third of the church give regularly, and really we need to get that up to uh, 100% of those who call themselves people who call themselves a member of this church to join the planned giving scheme and give regularly. Whenever anyone comes to a welcome meal, um, we say what it means to be part of the church is to come on a Sunday. We do four things: come on a Sunday, serve on a team, be in a small group of some. Um, description, and then to give regularly to the church. And we encourage that because we believe giving is biblical. We give out a response to God's generosity in our lives, and it's a spiritual practice. Jesus said, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, he assumed that giving would be part of uh, our lives and our growth as disciples. And we do that as well because ministry costs money. That's just the reality of it. Uh, As a church, we get no other funding other than the funding that we can raise ourselves. The diocese does not give us any money. In fact, we give money every year to the diocese to help support uh, other churches. Uh, There are no other streams of income other than what we can generate, what we can raise as a church. And so that's the first ask. If you're not currently part of the planned giving scheme, then can I ask you to join that today? Uh, the second to ask is, if you are currently giving regularly to the church, can I ask for you to consider upping that to 10% of your income? Uh, and as Christians, 10% or a tithe is kind of like a baseline for uh, giving. Uh, now, if you're not there yet, it's okay. Giving is like a muscle. um, And the more we give, the more we're able to give. It's a bit like you go to the gym. Uh, You wouldn't just start out with the heaviest dumbbells. You you pick the lightest ones first, and then you work your way up. And the same is true with giving. It's a muscle that we can grow. So um, we'd encourage you, though, if you're already giving to to up it to 10%. Um, In the Old Testament, that's a Comes from the concept of a tithe. It was a requirement in the law for Israelites to give 10% of the crops they grew and the livestock they raised to the tabernacle and temple to pray for, to pay for uh, the priests, uh, those who worked at the temple, to pay for special feast days, and to also pay for the ministry to the poor. And then we go to the New Testament, and actually, the principle of giving in the New Testament is to go beyond the tithe to give hilariously, to give generos- generously, to give sacrificially. And as Paul encourages the Corinthian church, uh, in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, uh, he says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided to give in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver. And that word cheerful can also be translated as uh, hilarious or joyful giver. It's a joyful response to what God has done in our lives. And he goes on, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times you'll have all that you need and you'll abound in every good work. As it is written, they freely scatter their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. And so this is what uh, Lydia and I do. We look at our income, our joint income for the month, and then we literally just take the last digit off. And that's our baseline for giving to the church. And we might add a little bit more on. Um, And for us, that means it's actually costly. Um, It does mean month to month there's a bit more of a pinch. There's probably one less holiday that would go on a year. But we do it because we believe in it. And actually, as we have stepped out and grown in giving year on year, Uh, We've known God's blessing and provision in our life, and that's what Paul is saying would happen. So would you consider upping your giving to 10%? And then the third invitation today is to give a one-off gift uh, to the church, and that would be particularly going towards our project to uh, improve the sound system here. And again, that's something we do as a response to God's generosity in our lives and it can be something that can be quite fun, just to give spontaneously, freely. It helps to eat away at that dynamic of money being a master in our lives as we give uh, generously uh, as a one-off gift. Just other a couple of other bits to say on giving. Uh, we ask you to never give if you're in debt. So if you're in credit card debt, please don't give. Um, and we have a fellowship fund here at Holy Trinity as well. So if you're in financial hardship... We've actually got a pot of money set aside from the giving of the church to be able to support those in our community who are going through financial difficulties. So if that is you, then come and speak to me or you can email me, ben at holytrinity.life, and we can help you out in that way. So through our fellowship fund. So under your seats, um, you will have a pledge form. um, And in a moment, we'll just have a chance to be still and to invite God's spirit to come. And to speak to us um, about our giving. There's an opportunity just to write there um, for a regular giving um, amount or a one-off gift. And then some bowls are going to come round um, in the final song. And as part of our worship, um, we're going to have a chance to place these uh, pledge forms in that bowl um, um, as we kind of commit to our vision for this year. Also, under your seats, you'll find a postcard, which says give on one side and on the back. It explains how we do giving here. So we give through the Parish Giving Scheme, which is a wonderful, um, simp- uh, wonderfully simple scheme, um, and it allows us to give with gift aid as well. There's a QR code there that will take you right to our page, or you can go to parishgiving.org and find Holy Trinity Sydenham, and um, that will allow you to set a standing order um, for each month or each quarter, however you want to give. Um, and it also allows you to give a one-off gift as well. So um, online, the Paris Giving Scheme is the way that we do it. Um, there's also information on there if you would prefer to give a one-off gift by check. And if you want to talk about this um, at all, then do come and see me and I'd love to um, speak with you. Why don't we just stand for a moment but able, and we're just going to be still, and we're just going to invite God's presence as we do each week. You might just want to um, hold out your hands in front of you. And all that we're doing in, our, in holding out our hands is just saying, come Holy Spirit, come and stir us, come and lead us. What part am I to play in this vision? As we seek to be salt and light and to bring heaven, the reality of heaven, to them and Forest Hill this year. Come, Holy Spirit, come and stir our hearts.